Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're listening to this, you're most likely a new listener. So hello and welcome. This is Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. I'm joined, as usual, by Sam Lee. Sam, you're in Spain for this episode. Hello, yeah, I am. Um, Ideally, all future episodes as well, but that's unlikely. Can't promise that, I'm afraid. Uh, We're speaking just minutes after City's 1-0 draw with Real Madrid in the Bernabeu. If you want longer ad-free episodes, even earlier after the final whistle, then head over to lmtpod.com to find out how you can subscribe. Let's see how how much we can squeeze out of this before we get kicked out. I'm in a soundproof booth at the back of the press conference room. Like, it's perfect recording conditions. I can see the press conference room from here. I can see where the managers were. Like, there's nobody around. There's no noise. It's perfect conditions. Let's crack on before they kick us out, which they like to do. Well, let's. I mean, the place to start then. Um, first off, uh, let, let's quickly touch on the result because that's um, for me. That's a that's that's a massive result in the end. Um, the way the game went, you know, both sides had their spells. We'd said on the on the last show, you know, what's the worst case scenario for City, and we're talking about narrow defeats coming out of there with a draw. I'd have bitten your hand off for that at the start of the day, so I'll uh, I'll absolutely take it now. Yeah, well, I think there was a lot of a lot of fans and maybe a lot of journalists who thought it would be quite easy for City in terms of, you know, they'll get Haaland on the break, maybe score three goals. I think 3-1 was a scoreline I heard bandied around a lot. But just, just always knowing that Real Madrid are Real Madrid and being here in Spain and listening to the radios and uh, reading this stuff online or whatever, it's still Real Madrid. It was the, I mean, it was the case last year. This is why when there's been talk of the treble and, like, it's a foregone conclusion, it's like this... They are playing Real Madrid. And also, I think the, the thing that was one of the most impressive things tonight was it wasn't like it wasn't like City played out of their skin and Madrid just held on. It was the Champions League voodoo. How are they doing this? It was like, oh yeah, okay, shit. This is actually Real Madrid. They're a good look team. how many quality players yeah. they've got. Look how look how they combine, look how their goal, you know, the one two with Camavinga and and Modric. Um obviously the quality and the the finish. Um, that kind of stuff you think okay yeah the narrative going in was you know City just going to blitz them um, and either blitz them and win because they're better than this year or were they like blitz them and the Real Madrid voodoo will kick in but it was hold on a minute there's not really going to be a blitzing at all Uh, not tonight you know Madrid Madrid are a top team 
say no more than that. Guardiola, in his first answer to the TV, said, um, when we were better, they scored. When they were better, we scored. And that was how the game went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And talking about biting your hand off for a one nil, uh, sorry, a one all or a draw, like I don't think that was a common view. But considering the way that the game was, um, it's not just obviously important. Look, City got back in the game; they scored a goal. Um, they didn't necessarily look like it was coming because their best battle was early, and then you know you could maybe go down the route of our oh, missing chances, not getting Haaland into the game. But just the overall, if you think about how last season went, and I suppose you could you could fold into that. Even this season, you know, when they had the the ridiculous goal they conceded against United and then they conceded again and Pep was like, that's the biggest issue, we can't do that. And, you know, going back to Spurs or Liverpool. Oh or God, Champions League. Leon or yeah, previous examples. Games of old, yeah. Real Madrid. And you just think, and you think, never, never mind City scoring and getting themselves in the game and coming away with a one-all. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And it didn't happen at the Bernabeu, which is, considering everybody was looking at this tie through the, the lens of what happened last season, none of that happened. And you can like, you can look at the good stuff and the bad stuff. City were a bit sloppy in possession and they, they gifted Madrid spells of pressure where they couldn't control the ball. Um, but then also they kind of halted those counter-attacks and Madrid attacks by, again, as we've seen a lot this season and as Guardiola said is their kind of biggest leap forward, defending brilliantly, individually. And again, he talked about that after the game. So there's all that stuff we could see and there was, you know, Bernardo not having his best game, Gundogan not having his best game. De Bruyne coming up the clutch moment. Haaland struggling to get into the game. The defenders being really good. All of these things that we saw, but then there's just the things that we didn't see and the things that didn't happen. And I think we need to appreciate those things that didn't happen as much as look at the things that we saw because it could have easily gone the other way. If this was the classic Real Madrid performance, then City wouldn't have got out of there with a one-all. But City, uh, Real Madrid were even better than they were last season. They, they were much better here than they were last season. The atmosphere was better. They were much better. And City came out of it by hook or by crook sometimes, and sometimes they deserved what they got, and it was an equal game and all of that. But they didn't, they didn't crumble. Madrid didn't use their magic. It was just a good game of football between two top teams. They're yeah. still in the balance. Let me let me read these couple of messages from friends. I'll keep the names out of it. But um, the first message said, uh, I thought almost every City player had a bit of a stinker there. So that's a massive result. And the reply to that was, yeah, we weren't great. Bernardo was shocking, just about grinding it out. And then the first one says again, it was like collectively not a bad showing, but individuals just didn't shine. And it got me thinking, in, like, in terms of, a, of an overall team performance, I thought City were pretty good at times but then again right individuals it was it was like there were those sloppy passes and I don't know if it was if it was because it was such a key game and like in in games like this just one sloppy pass can be the difference between winning and losing and that like that that's the fine margins that that a Champions League semi-final brings up stick out more that they yeah you focus on them more and you say well okay yeah Bernardo I I wouldn't go as far as to say he was shocking but there were moments in that game I mean I, I said to you towards the end Bernardo's had a couple of moments now in it where it's almost like like I'm knackered I need to come off there was the the foul that he gave away on the edge of the box just by trying to clear the ball um and that was seconds after uh he he'd basically stood on the touchline waiting to be fouled and then he wasn't fouled and the, the Madrid got away with the ball and, and countered and it's just like individually there are those moments that stand out but collectively as a team when I sit back and I watch that performance I go see we're pretty good that night they were pretty good there yeah 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 yeah, they showed up to the pressure well. They did good things. They created good chances, pr- primarily early. Um, but there were times in the second half around the De Bruyne goal. I know 
Guardiola was right when he says, you know, basically City scored against a runner run of the play like Real Madrid did. But there were times when it was, okay, yeah, this is City. This is them knocking it around integrally on the right-hand side. Then they're switching it over to Grealish. It did look more like, okay, yeah, this is how they play against, like, bog-standard Premier League teams, which isn't easy. Um, and, yeah, Gundogan was similar to Bernardo. Again, Gundogan, not so much at the weekend, but in a lot of games recently, he has looked tired at the end. But I, I replied to somebody at half-time when they asked about subs, I was like, this is the kind of game where I feel like he's not going to make any subs, or yeah. at least he will like, very, very late. And I was thinking like 87th minute onwards. And then as it got towards it, I was like, we were talking, weren't we, on WhatsApp? Yeah. Like, he ain't changing this. He's not this. making any subs here. And we know, we know why. Look, we know why. Um, but weirdly, tonight's the night that I get that. risking the structure. Yeah, I got it. I got it entirely. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, But it's the same as it's the same as Leipzig, isn't it? It's... Even the, I mean, Leipzig was more. I mean, City were under more pressure against Leipzig, and a Leipzig goal looked more inevitable than a Real Madrid goal. But he wasn't changing it, part, partly because the personnel on the bench don't give that same control, and they wouldn't use the ball in the same way. But just the age-old Guardiola thing of I don't want to risk putting on a player who maybe isn't up to the speed of the game, or not so much the speed of the game, but doesn't want to, or just isn't locked in with what we want to do if they make a run inside and the other guys go outside and we lose the ball because of that then Real Madrid are going to score and it's a very kind of negative paranoid almost approach but we know he didn't make subs against Crystal Palace for that reason because if you bring somebody on who hasn't got Bernardo's work rate off the ball even if they're not as tired as Bernardo even if they've got much fresher legs then Real Madrid maybe play through them and or Crystal Palace play through them last year and Wilfred Zaha scores on the break or uh, Leipzig play through like he feared they were going to do in, in the in the first game and it's there's partly that and partly the fact that it's the first leg so you you combine the idea of Guardiola not wanting to risk anything and he wouldn't he in these situations he wouldn't go oh you know we could we could try and score here if there's any risk whatsoever of the other team scoring as well. And it is pretty negative. It is pretty paranoid. But like you say... Batten down those hatches if you need to. Yeah. Don't, like you've, got, you've got to win all. It's not like City have got away with it, but you were losing in the game. Madrid are playing very well. You also you've don't to have to win all. tonight. Yeah, Stick with that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's it. So when I said, when I was going back to combine it, I said the first bit, and then the, the second bit is that. You've got yourself back in the game, but there's, there's another game to go. And... There's a slight if there's a slight advantage, it's with City now because of the Etihad. They're playing at home. Not only is it not going to be at the Bernabeu where mad things can happen again, but it's at the Etihad where you know, mad things can happen from City. <laughs> Normally a great atmosphere. Normally they start very well. Um look, it's not the same, it's not got the same history as Real Madrid. There's more you know, the examples you could give of Spurs and Liverpool and the the, the attempted five backs there, they weren't successful. But they were losing again, from the first leg in both of them as well. Yeah, yeah. Losing from the first leg. Exactly. If it's one or you don't want to risk going two one down because okay, you've got the Etihad Stadium magical nights or whatever. But if you've got to get two goals just to get yourself ahead, it's just why make it harder on yourself? And yeah, I mean it does seem counterintuitive. I was walking down the stairs with with a mate who I've known for years, and he was like, "Why did not because you got Alvarez and Foden and Mahrez on the bench? Why doesn't he make any subs?" And it was basically like that. Don't make me tap the sign meme. <laughs> I was like. So I can't I can't say all this again, but I mean here we are on the podcast. But basically it goes back to what we'd said after Leipzig on the first Let Me Talk podcast. I wrote the article, I asked Guardiola the question, why don't you make subs? And he kind of explained it then and I added more context to it. And here we are. 
Um, but also, there's this thing this season, obviously, where they're, they're an extra threat on the break. They can be more direct. They can use Haaland. You know, in recent, well, I was going to say games, but months, really, since Leipzig, they can blitz teams. They can score loads of goals. And it's easy to think, okay, well, that's their new approach. They're going to do that now. But drop the clip from before the Arsenal game. Yeah. Because this is a quote that I remember he said. I made a note on my phone and I knew that it would be relevant at some point. And here we are. Like, okay, they can play this new way. They can play. They're more effective on transitions going forward because they've got Haaland and De Bruyne and backwards because they've got good defenders. But it's not how Guardiola wants to play. And especially not in circumstances like this where you could risk losing a goal to look if it's against Crystal Palace in the Premier League title race it's going to be against Real Madrid in the Champions League semi-final so yeah drop the clip yeah let's say Guardiola I try to plan the game to avoid that as much as possible so I don't like to suffer when the opponent has chances and I try to minimise as much as possible when I say no sometimes Pep wants a 90, 90 minutes of control the ball yeah this is where I'm working every single day to have 90 minutes control of the game score a lot of goals concede few chances but in the same time, in the past as well, I have you have to accept that sometimes it don't happen because the opponent play because always we just ah you 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 lose the game how bad you are and we cannot see what the opponent can do many 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 good things. The difference is maybe because the defenders are proper defenders in terms they defend well and that helps us to be you know to be to be solid. But tomorrow is not going to happen this for the way they play. And also after a few days after we won the semi-finals of the Champions League, I had the same feeling than before. Doing the same I could Bayer, the both games, the 4-1 is fake. So it was not that distance of the both games to be 4-1. And last season, you know, last season, it doesn't matter. You know, that, that, sometimes you are do it and, and you lose. So that's why the experience gives me the time to analyze a little bit better, you know, not just for the results, how perform my team. And my team had the feeling the game against Bayer, both games, I don't know, will be enough, you know, to win tomorrow or in Champions League, you know, get get to the final. So I think I had the feeling we have to, in some departments, we have to improve. So that was uh, Guardiola uh, ahead of the Arsenal game, um, still relevant now. Uh, Which is perfect, isn't it? Because it could have been ahead of this game. It could have been after this game. Okay, we're going to take a very short ad break. Now, when we come back, we'll be talking about Edison's performance and City not being phased in the Bernabeu. Stick around and we'll speak to you again after this. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. 
That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. The first 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so, got me got me thinking of, do you remember that other Guardiola line uh, from the end of last season? Where he, he was he was in the press conferences having fun by this stage, where he was you know just like laugh a minute stuff um, from him each week. Um where he, he did that line where he said, like, uh, we silenced downfield, 20 minutes, like that. Um, and, I mean, we made the Bernabeu whistle and jeer for 22 minutes. doesn't really have the same ring, but it had, the, it had exactly the same mood, didn't it? That was the sort of um, really big opening performance that I think it settled me down. I think it settled a lot of the players down, and I think it certainly settled a lot of the fans down. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that that's why I think it's easy to to see the game as all oh, the Real Madrid magic and stuff, and that is how what the first when do they score twenty five minutes thirty minutes don't know, but that is how it went. City were controlling the game, then they scored out of the blue, like one of their only shots on target for the vast majority of the game, and you go, okay, yeah, this is classic Real Madrid, but then after that you say, okay, it isn't, you know, they're equal sides as I've said already, but yeah, that start was very impressive, and to be fair, the whistles and the jeers, that's another kind of difference from last year I, as far as I remember the stadium was pretty quiet last season like City properly silenced them for the whole thing and it was only once Madrid scored then the atmosphere kind of kicked in and it was more like celebratory but tonight it was very aggy and hostile and you know City fans will have a lot of complaints about um, the referee and the lack of cards and you know some potential red card decisions and all this kind of stuff but like the Madrid fans are absolutely convinced or were convinced during the game. Again, I messaged you. They will be absolutely convinced that the referee has favoured City here. And they're wrong. But the massive yeah. thing which you haven't mentioned <laughs> yet. But if it had gone City, but if, if it had gone if it had gone City's way, or against City, sorry, we would have been talking about it more. Um, I've not seen a replay of it. I've not seen a replay of anything. To be fair, bloody hell. But um, Ancelotti saying the ball's been the ball's out of play um, before the goal. Doesn't know why they haven't used VAR. Be in sports, apparently. The, the power of Richard Keyes have got like a 3D rendering showing the ball went out of play. I don't know how reliable that is. But it's like that kind of contributed to the kind of agginess in the atmosphere. It was not easy circumstances to play in. So again, if we talk about sloppy passes, or you know the, passes, the amount of passes that were kind of switched out to the other side, but they were like two foot, yeah. three foot over over the guy to receive it. It's like, okay, it's difficult to play in these circumstances, even for those top players. There was a so, couple by... Yeah, the, at- the atmosphere was much more intense this time compared to last time too. Yeah, there was a couple by Stones as well, stepping into midfield where he rolled it into, it was either Bernardo or Gundogan or De Bruyne or someone like that. And in a Premier League game, it was a, the pass would be absolutely fine because it would be one of those where, yeah, it's a little bit loose, but it gives them it gives them enough to kind of manoeuvre it out of a tricky situation. Where this evening what happened was they played it into that space again, or Stones played it into that space again, and they turned to chase it, and it was um, like in a like I say in a Premier League game, you take a touch, and then suddenly you'd be you'd, you'd open up a bit of space because you'd skip past a challenge. Madrid had the ball, and Madrid were, were going okay. We can we can counter attack here. Just on the um, ball potentially being out of play, um, I suspect one of the reasons why VAR didn't take a look at it. I, I don't know if they did or not, so I'm I'm assuming that they didn't. Um, 
But my answer would simply be it was a new phase of play because Madrid had the ball for in mm. Madrid were in possession of the ball again, gave it away, and then City scored. It wasn't a case of um, yeah. it, it wasn't it didn't affect that phase of play. It was the phase of play before it. So whether it was in or out, it's one of those that's like yeah, that, you, you know like the offsides. Whereas yeah, he was offside, but the flag didn't go up, and they're not going to check it because yeah, it's yeah, too, but the game's gone yeah, on. the game's gone on, which is that. infuriating when it infuriating when it happens. And again, like you, you can see from Madrid's point of view why they'd be pissed off with that, especially when it's like out of play like a linesman you haven't got one job but it's like that's your easiest job um so yeah i mean that's i don't know i, I don't even know if it was out of play by the way i've not the, on, i've not seen it no um well i've only seen this like 3d rendering i can't, I'm, I'm surprised there's not been a proper replay of it even sprouting up you know half an hour an hour after the game whatever um but i don't know you can spin that however you want but i mean it's City have obviously got lucky there if it has gone out of play. Um, but then again, maybe, you know, at the end of the second leg, you start looking back to key moments of the tie and you think, OK, you know, if City have won it and you're thinking about trebles and all that kind of stuff, especially if City have got a good result at Everton at the weekend and you start thinking, OK, you know, this is this is all coming together. Those are the um, sorts of things, aren't yeah, they? Those little bounces of the ball. But, like but again, but look, like, it, it's if that if that had happened, if Madrid had scored from that, you know, there'd, there'd, there'd be riots on. On City Twitter, and I'm sure would be um, would be taking it a lot more seriously than than we have done. Yeah, well, I I feel the same about the um, uh, I was going to say Camavinga. It wasn't Camavinga. It was Carvajal on uh, Grealish. Um, I, I thought that was a penalty all day long, but you might not have seen that from from where you were sat. Um, the in terms of that and um, the other sorts of pressures that these these games kick up, um, I thought City dealt with that quite well um, to a point because. I mean, Tony Kroos on um, Gundogan in the in the first half. That was, I mean, that was a an industrial challenge that on another night could have had a different colour card come out for it. Um, yeah, I mean, Rudiger, I've, not seen I mean a, I've not seen a replay, but I've seen a still image which looks bad. But I would call that maybe this is mental. I'd call that a high trip. Yeah, I, but then again, I'm. You know what I mean? I know like, what you it's mean. Not dangerous play because I, I was also on the side of uh, Kieran Trippier should have stayed sent off again, um, in uh, on De Bruyne, um, and they downgraded that to a yellow card. So I'm I'm willing to accept that yeah. I might be on the wrong side of this, um, but I am at least consistent. If I thought else. the Trippier one was worse, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, um, and then Rudiger as well on uh, Gundogan, um, which was another sort of that that one wasn't even a foul apparently, but it was uh, it was an industrial thing. Um, it, it felt very much like Madrid were there to battle and City were not necessarily happy to battle, um, but they they weren't particularly that phased by it. Is that is that fair, do you think, from from what you saw? Well, City not being afraid to to battle and... Well, more not being phased by it because um, there was a... It's one of those games where in that atmosphere with those sorts of challenges and, you know, you're not getting the rub of the green occasionally with, with refereeing decisions or, or the, you know, the, the referee isn't giving you the foul when you want the foul. The fans then get up and, you know, it's like it just kind of adds to the cauldron atmosphere in the in the ground. It'd be very easy to just kind of go, well, it's Real Madrid and the voodoo's happening sort of thing and they didn't do that. Yeah, I mean... In the sense of the football being better, you know, there's 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 no real greater test than going to the Bernabeu um, for like a, a team's credentials to kind of battle and scrap and do everything they can to get a result. But in terms of like keeping your head in a pressure cooker under provocation and being like flattened and taken out and kicked and stuff, 
the fact that City came through the Atletico Madrid game in those terms, because they rode their luck a bit at the end, they were absolutely gassed at the end. And I thought, you know, I remember thinking if, if Atletico had scored, then City wouldn't have come back. But in terms of living with that provocation and dishing it out, I feel like if you can do that there, then even playing Real Madrid away, you'll be all right. And the nudging Grealish into the hoardings, then apparently diving, not seen, not even a replay, not even seen the incident. Um, because there's just no replay screens for in our area. Um, that, that dealing with that, it felt like okay, one nil down. They're bringing out all the tricks. The refs not booking players. Um, it's all kind. Of, it, it's one of those where it's kind of going against City. But again, going back to those things that we should probably um, praise or be thankful for or be conscious of, that subsided as well. Yeah, that didn't happen. You know, City didn't get drawn into red cards. They didn't get they didn't get drawn into losing their heads um, over decisions that weren't given or, or whatever. You know, it, they they like I say, it's a difficult circumstances to to play football. Um, and okay, some of them didn't have great games. Some of them were slightly sloppier than normal. Some of them were knackered, whatever. But they didn't succumb to the provocation where 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 there was any. They didn't concede another goal. Guardiola said that Edison and Walker, in particular, name check those two were were exceptional. Edison was brilliant. There's a video as well, by the way. Yeah, there's a yeah, fantastic. I we'll mean, come we on, we'll come on back to, him. to that. Yeah, yeah. But th- did you see the video after the game, like Walker and Vinicius, yeah. kind of like gleefully hugging each other and like high fiving each other, as if like they were on the same team and they'd combined for the winning goal. Like, they, they both that, enjoyed the that battle. Jewel they had. Yeah. They relished it. I mean, did that rainbow flick from Vinicius? That is absolute. That is Hollywood. That is absolutely box office. Like that guy, because all, all the talk about City being better this season than last is true, in my opinion, anyway. But I, I've seen a few things in the last couple of days that like Madrid are better as well. Uh, and okay, the, the league position doesn't reflect that. But their young players, Rodrigo in particular, Rodrigo came on last year and got those freak goals, basically. Well, the second one was a freak, considering it clipped off someone's head and he still went in after he headed it, which is mental. Um, but he's been so good this season. Um, and I mean, look, even though their midfield are getting really old now, you know, the Guardiola was praising how they blocked up all the spaces yeah, someone around said, Haaland. Someone said the two centre-backs restricted the spaces and they kept Haaland quiet. Like, they can do it with a combined age of 148. Someone sent in the combined age of the uh, of the Madrid midfield. Oh, actually, n- really? 94, yeah. Okay. I was just thinking of... the. Cruz and Modric let alone Valverde <laughs> um, and again even with the fresh legs at the end you know because look Real Madrid played by normal football rules and bringing on fresh legs is generally considered a good thing obviously not for City but then you think if Madrid had scored at the end it would have come back to why hasn't Guardiola changed things up but we're not going into that again um, so anyway yeah Edison yeah um, I mean there was there was the moment in the second half when he got down um, was it Benzema's header I can't remember who headed it Um but he got down and pushed it away, and uh, I said immediately, "Brilliant save!" And then there was about two or three after that where, um, like, he just un- completely unsighted, and you know, shots from range and and, um, and and whatnot, and he just got across to get it over the bar or just get that touch. I mean, as much as we're, I, I know we're hopping around defenders and defensive topics here, and it's just, it's, it's literally just occurred to me again that we're talking about Edison. And I'm going to throw in one that wasn't him now, uh, but that block by Stones um, when just, I, I think it was Vinicius got through, 
Um, and he was like, he, for all the world, looked like he was going to score. And uh, Stones got down to to flick it over the bar. It was it was those moments, wasn't it? So I mean, like, just keeping it with Edison for a minute, Sam. Um, there's been there has been question marks over his save making. Um, I haven't seen much about the about the Madrid goal. I don't think he had much of a chance with the Madrid goal. Um, everything else, utterly brilliant, utterly brilliant this evening. Yeah. Um... But it's worth mentioning as well because there's loads of games when not just oh could he have saved that or you know there was obviously a time earlier this season when it was like right get this guy out of the team blah 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 all of that kind of stuff and I mean I even saw some stuff after Vinicius's goal saying like blaming Edison yeah I didn't say that I saw a tweet as well from from a from a, a guy I know in Australia with Mark Bosnich on the on the TV commentary and apparently Bosnich was like I'd have saved that and. Again, it's like it's easy to say that's mental, and maybe it is. But also, he is a goalkeeper, so maybe he does know more about it than I do. But that does feel like a mental thing to say. Yeah, I don't. And, I, like, I don't blaming, think it. Yeah, and blaming Edison for that strikes me as the classic, you know, the Gordon Ramsay meme of the the liked players can get away with anything, and and the the less popular players or the players with something, you know, in the back of our minds doubts about them, they don't get away with it, and it, it just felt like an easy target. But then. Made some top draw saves. The the Benzema Benzema one at the back post, the header well, that was a really good one. The kind of the flying one towards the top corner. I don't remember who took the shot. Um, was there another one in there as well? Yeah. Um, and like like I said before, the Stones block as well. Um, not not even got to Edison, but the the way Stones got down to get that one over the bar. Yeah. This. Okay. I, I, yeah. I can't recall that one off the top of my head. Um, the perils of doing stuff immediately. I'm not fucking replays. Um, this stadium is mad, by the way. Like, how are they just building it around us? <laughs> it's going to cost the Spanish taxpayer a lot of money. This 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 venture. Um, but again, fair play to the, for the soundproof box that I'm in. Um, yeah, just yeah, fair fair play to Edison. Um, again, uh, he he didn't have a lot of time on the ball, but kind of always unruffled. Um, you can't fault. It. I don't think he did anything wrong in possession. There was no kind of, you know, even if we're drilling down into last season and him booting the ball away after they scored, you know, from the kickoff and blah blah blah. None of that. Um, yeah. Uh, to be fair, they've been doing that from kickoff all the time recently. So maybe, maybe they, he was supposed to do that. But, um, yeah. Really, really good. Mate, you know, his kicking's always there. He's always reliable in that sense, in my opinion. In fact, there was one way he came out in the first half with with Benzema and he. And he was looking for a second. It was inside the area, so not as dangerous as normal. But he came out and he he got there just in the nick of time. That was perfect. And mm. yeah, to make to make the saves that he made, um, you can't fault him. Yeah, there's there's something. And in- Walker as Walker as well. Like, you know, in terms of getting messages during the game um, from nameless individuals, just after they scored, got a message saying like Walker's having a shocker. I was like, he's been good. I thought. Like there was a, there was maybe one time when he just like booted the ball away and and gave it back to Madrid because there was that period obviously of about two or three minutes maybe a bit more before Madrid scored where City couldn't get hold of the ball yeah, and I think Walker contributed to that with one pass but I thought Walker was very good even at that point and then yeah um, as the rest of the game went on like very 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 good and I mean going over to the other side and the fact that Walker's in I guess because. I mean, maybe Guardiola would have made this change anyway, but if Ake was available, would Ake have played left-back and Akanji right-back as normal? You know, Guardiola's not really leaving Akanji out of these games. So Walker's kind of in. You, it's it's reasonable to assume because Ake's out. Yeah. Um, but now is he back in? You know, is that his... That's the sort of performance he's, he's, he's had a, he's had a he, few weeks, And he's now he? back in, is he... Yeah, and is he playing? Is he playing the second leg now? Would he play the final if they get that? Is he back in the frame now? Is he not just the guy to come in when other players need a rest against Everton or whoever? Is he the guy who's going to stay in now? But then going over to the other side, Akanji again, 
just really good in the duels. There was one, they did a terrible pass in midfield to give it away for no reason at all. And Akanji was one-on-one with Rodrigo, I think, and he kind of not slid in, but he just committed to the duel like he always does. And he won it again. He just think he is he is fantastic at, at the duels like that. It's and, brave, though. Uh, again, wasn't good wasn't good for the Leeds goal at, at the weekend. Um, and then you think, okay, because he, I think he is one of those players, certainly now, like Otamendi, where it's like he is very, very good when he switched on, but he's just never going to eliminate the brain farts. And I do think, you know, that is going to be the case with Akanji, not in every single game, but I think that's kind of the player he is certainly now, maybe forever, we don't know. I think um, um, I think that's a little But bit he was obviously very good against Arsenal. But also, he was he's in what, sorry, what I, do you mean? I, I just think it's a bit harsh because um, I think, yeah, okay, Akanji has his, has his moments where he hasn't been great. I think the mistakes that he, he has made or the mistakes where... Um, he's ended up giving up possession. It's not necessarily a goal, but quite often is a goal because he's centre half. I, I, you compare them to the the mistakes that Otamendi was making, and I think they're they're completely on. I, I think I think they're they're worlds apart. And I think Otamendi was good for one every kind of twenty minutes or so. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of in terms of the types, in terms in terms of the types, absolutely. You know, Otamendi were basically under any pressure. Well, it wouldn't be a duel for a start. Yeah. If 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 Akanji is exposed like Otamendi is, he's probably winning the duel. Otamendi's going to ground and giving away a free yeah. kick or just getting yeah, yeah. taken out of the game completely. Absolutely. But it's like. Ultimately, can be really good until he's bad, and you just think, okay, right, this is never going to change. And I feel like maybe that's it with Akanji. Not in terms of the same kind of mistakes, but yeah, a lapse yeah, where somebody somebody gets in, and you think, okay, well, it's like we've got these situations now where we're praising Akanji for being brilliant against Arsenal, for example. But then there'll be other games like Leeds, and you think, okay, and United, as I already mentioned earlier in the season, you think, okay, well, is this ever going? Like, how, how do we analyze this guy? And the best way to analyze it is. He is capable of having great games, but you know there's always going to be a moment, or very often a moment, where where he just switches off. Yeah. Um, but again, like there was no guarantee playing tonight at left back was going to go brilliantly just because it went well against Arsenal. Like Real Madrid are better. It was in a harder stadium, tougher setting. It was a it was a tougher game for him. There was no guarantee that just because he did well in the one game that it made not so much made sense to put him there because I think other people available it did make sense. But there was no guarantee that it was going to go well, and it did go very well. So again, like fair play to him. He didn't get one of the special mentions from Guardiola, but they were they were all there. Like Diaz again. There was there was a moment early on when City had a break. Um, Is this when Diaz ended up with the ball on the edge of the box? Uh, he carried one. He, he, he nearly, but it kind one, of yeah. went behind him and he clipped his heel. And then Diaz was like, "I'm just going to twat this." He's like, and he hit like Rodri or Bernardo. So he's like, "What are you doing? Like, calm down, mate." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, that's a bit nervy, but it, it was okay." Um, he, 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 again, like in terms of things that didn't end up happening, like Diaz gave the penalty away last year, didn't he? It was different circumstances. He was coming back from injury and he was to get injured again very soon after that. He was knackered. But he gave the penalty away an extra time that kind of sealed it. Um, but again, there was no there was no kind of inexperience on his part because that's one of those games where you think, okay, yeah, he's only like 25 or whatever. Mm. But there, there wasn't there wasn't that again. And, and Stones was good. Stones' role seemed a bit different, but he, he combined it all pretty well. Um, and yeah, like, like you say, the... A difficult one to categorise because overall, as a team performance, good. Um, but individuals, not so much. But then defensively, the individuals were very good yet again. We've been saying for a while that we've got some exciting plans uh, in place, haven't we, Sam? And they're, uh, they're, they're starting to kick off now. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I guess if you've listened to this, um, without being a memberful subscriber to Let Me Talk, then you've heard the free version and welcome along. Um, we hope to be able to reach far more people 
than just our Twitter accounts because that's all we've really been able to push it on since finishing on The Athletic. Um, so yeah, now we've got shows going out for free. Um, they are cut down about 50%. Adverts going in and they will come out later, um, some hours later. It kind of depends on the timing. Um, than the full member show. Um, so that's a big exciting new development. It should I grow the show? We've discussed this with our members to make sure it's all fine. And there might have been someone who joined recently who didn't get the memo, but there were two very, very long memos sent out. And we feel, yeah, we're very, very happy to join with Audio Always to to keep growing. Um, in terms of the members who are already on board and will continue to join, they'll get full episodes, you know, probably about an hour always. Uh, no, no adverts. Uh, straight, they'll get them as soon as they're ready to go. No delay. Um, and also the the extra thing that basically everyone gets, because when we started doing this, we'd say we do extra shows, and here we are after doing Real Madrid. Maybe we would we would have done this with the Athletic because it's such a massive game, but maybe not because we only did one a week. But here we are doing the extra ones, and now we're doing an extra extra one, properly audio always produced and and designed and everything in their visual studio proper microphones, proper setup. Nader Manure with us basically every week. And if it's not him, we'll try and get someone else. And if it's not him, then, and there's no one else, we'll just try and make it interesting. Um, <laughs> going to be recorded cameras. It's going to, you know, they'll be clipped up, sent out to TikTok, Instagram. It's, yeah, it, it, that is really exciting. People get an extra show every week with Nadum. It's not tied to the games. It's just a kind of general timeout. If you've got questions, you've got topics, send them in. We'll talk about them. We've already got a couple in the bag. They're going to be going up soon. We're going to record more. It's just a kind of break from the actual matches and say, oh, by the way, I saw this the other week. What do you reckon? Yeah. And a little, little bit more relaxed. Conversations with yeah. Nadam that you, yeah, and the usual kind of conversations that we've had with Nadam over the years, but now every week, like, and this is the kind of extra benefit of going with audio always. Well, there's lots of extra benefits, let me tell you. But um, this is, yeah, especially for memberful subscribers, we are still adding to it. So memberful subscribers, they will get that show in full and then the free one will come out. That one's 24 hours later, I think, um, cut down with adverts, but you still get, you know, you get more than you were getting before for nothing. It's there, but also the members are still getting the full thing. So hopefully... It's the best of both worlds. We've grown the show. We've grown the the product. If it keeps going well, we'll be able to, I don't know, get more guests, do more shows, um, live things, whatever. You know, we've only been doing this for two months. Um, the the memberful subscribers have been fantastic. Really, really helped us to push on. Um, Audio always will help us to push on in in different ways. It's more it's it's more about growing the show than anything, doing different things. Um, and here we are. I mean, anyone who read the emails to the subscribers would not have expected me to give a brief synopsis of what we're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's in, fittingly, that that's where we're at. But, yeah, um, it's pretty exciting. And I hope people, you know, I hope it brings in the, the big audience because we've got a, a lot of good subscribers who have been very good to us. But there's 80% of the listenership from Why Always Us hasn't been found yet. Either they don't know we're going, which happens, because um, people are discovering it all the time. Or they can't or won't pay for it. There's now something for them, and if you you can be um, be subscribing to us, and you have been so far, um, we've added even more than we said we were going to do. Which we said we said we were going to do a lot. Uh, we said we'd get Nedim on every month. We got him, now we've got him every week. So well, Sam, it looks like you're about to uh, have to leave the Bernabeu. Eh? Yeah, um, they're very proactive in getting people off the premises. Um, so yeah, I've. I've I've hung around for as long as I can, but no longer, unfortunately. So I'm going to dart back to the metro 
A reminder, if you want more from us, then we go into more detail about the game. Plus, we talk about Alfie Harland in the Bernabeu, uh, something from Aguero on the substitutes, and preview the Everton game coming this weekend. That's all on the member content. Those ad-free episodes are out earlier, and you can find out more on lmtpod.com. Thanks, and speak to you next time.